Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 115 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Edit, and I'm joined by the man who recently has just started up a, uh, a new uh, appreciation group called the Who's a Pretty Boy Then? Uh, Parrot Appreciation Group. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, uh, who is a pretty boy? Oh, definitely yourself, mate. Oh, well, I wasn't fishing for that, but, you know, if you're going to bring that into evidence, well, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Where's that know, come uh, from? Oh, I don't know, mate. I was just trying to think, what the <laughs> hell am I going to do for an intro? And, uh, you know, I thought that that just struck in my head. So I thought, right, we're going to run with that. Well, we did have a, did have a parrot come in the, during the week to have its, um, have its wings trimmed, uh, wing clipped. Um, which uh, it's a whole nother story, but I'm not a big fan of doing that. Um, yeah. Uh, in, in birds and, and the locum vet said, oh, I'll do it sort of thing. And uh, I think it was a, put down as a, is it a conyu parrot? Uh, no, uh, I forget what sort of parrot it was. Anyway, and so we just both pictured this pirate coming in with this huge parrot on his, on his shoulder. leg, patched yeah. eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant eclectic parrot that, you know, we're going to have to, you know, somehow hold and, and trim those wings. And it turned out it was a, it was a parrot, you know, about the size of a buttery car. So it wasn't, wasn't as exciting as we hoped. Is it, is it like one of those times where people come in with a, uh, with a cat that's um, they go, Oh, you yeah, know, this is a, this is a Bengal and you go, mm, pretty sure it's a tabby cat, you know, <laughs> yeah. or uh, they come in with a rag doll and it just looks like a medium short haired cat. Is it one of those times where they tried to give a, um, a budgerigar a, a really fancy name? It might, it might well have been. It, we had a, I had a, actually a cat in the week where uh, the owner, all black cat, a uh, couple of white markings on it mainly black and you know talking about how lovely it is a bit like olive looks a bit like olive and the only goes what breed do you think he is i was like um <laughs> what breed do you want him to be <laughs> yeah he could be anything but pretty sure he's just like a domestic shorter he's he's just a crossbreed he's just a moggy he's just wandering the streets he's come to your house so there's <laughs> nothing exotic there sorry sorry to disappoint you there so do get a little bit of that, but yeah, definitely get a bit of, um, you know, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a special, you know, Bengal cross, you know, some sort of something. And you get out of the cage, you go, yeah, that's just a tortoise shell, yeah, that's yeah, tortoise shell cat, you know, yeah. um, or you know, or, uh, another one is a, is a Maine Coon. Like it comes in, it's a big cat, but it ain't no Maine Coon, mm. you know. Mm. You know, Maine Coon. If you if you're getting any change out of uh, out of nine kilos, you know, like that's a that's a that's a big monster of a feline. But if yep. it comes in, it's just a five and a half kilogram cat, and and a kilo and a half of that's insulation. You go, oh, yeah, no, look, I think it's I think, I think my shoe's about as much of a Maine Coon as what your cat is. But I <laughs> I play a very straight bat with that, Lewis. You know, I'm you know people say yeah, well, do you think it's this? I go, well, if you think it is, then I agree. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm, your professional I'm, I'm not, not going to start. Oh, my professional opinion is that I agree with you. That's uh, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm very much of keeping people happy, Lewis. Uh, um, well, yeah. So, well, speaking of the shoes, mate, uh, how, how are the socks going in the house? You, your shoes off still? 
Uh, it's, a, it's a great question. Um, ours are, but we've having a, a resoundingly higher number of guests coming through that are, aren't uh, aren't taking their shoes Ooh. off. Um, the uh, I actually think it's 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 probably more rosy um, and the cats that are doing more damage to the uh, yes. to the hardwood floors at the moment. You know, because the backyard's just dirt. So um, oh, right. trying to convince them of having their feet clean before they come in, Lewis, is uh, is even more difficult than the kids. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Now, I, I actually I want to run something by you out un, uh, yeah. unscripted, mate. I had, to, Shoot. I had some, some puppies in this week that uh, uh, litter of puppies, a large breed. I won't go into it too much, but uh, two of the two of the puppies had heart movements. They were seven weeks of age, so they're in for their first vaccination. I mean, we don't. Yep. I don't know about you, mate, but we don't see a lot of sort of litters of puppies generally where we are. Um, they're driven no. in from from out in the burbs somewhere. I'm not sure why they came to us. Well, I, I am sure because I'm obviously very, very um, wonderful vet and all that sort of stuff and, and a pretty boy, as you say. But um, two of the puppies had heart they movements. Might, they might have been checking you out for the who's a pr- Right, yep. So, and it was interesting sort of, you know, seven weeks of age and you know, one had, a, it was grade one and the other one had a grade two. You know, they're just, uh, just basically a grading system from one to six, don't we? Is it one to six? One to five? One to six, yeah. One to six. So one is, is you know, barely audible, two's just audible and sort of a hand of the puppy around to the two other vets that were there. And we all agreed, yep, they've all got a heart member. Um, and the owner was, wasn't your, your classical owner. I think she just had a couple of big dogs that she was sort of breeding and they all had, uh, homes to go to. And I sort of, it was hard for me to give any advice. So I said, well, you know, it's not likely to be a problem, but you can never rule out that, that mm-hmm. one of these dogs has got a heart problem that, that potentially is going to affect them for the rest of their life. And she sort of said to me, well, what do I tell you know, the future owners. And I was, and I said, well, you just have to tell them it's got a heart murmur and then feel free to get them to call me to talk about, you know, if they want to talk further about it, what I've heard, what I think that the sort of things are. And in my head, I was sort of partially thinking, well, you know, maybe they're not going to ring me, you know, and, and then I don't, don't have to have that conversation, but sure enough, next day there's a there's a message. Ring, ring, ring! Straight yeah. up, straight up message. Lewis, can you ring the? Yep, so and so is taking the puppy and uh, and wants to know. And then yep, so yep, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Jones from down the road, she's taking the other puppy. Uh, what what's going on with these heart movements? So, and it was it's sort of in my head. I, I spoke to one of them, and you know, in an ideal world, you go, well, let's do a cardiac ultrasound. Yeah, you know, it's seven weeks if you if you're really worried about the puppy, but you're looking at you know eight hundred to a thousand dollars to get the uh, get the specialist out to do that. And I, I sort of was like, well, you know, in an ideal world, I probably in normal world I would say let's just have another look at next vaccination. Let's just have another listen. Yep. It's probably most likely be gone, but you're going to take on this new puppy. Potentially, it might not be gone too, and and it's a really sort of hard situation. It's a little bit of buyer beware, I guess. That yes. It might go away, but it might not. Any thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I completely agree with you because but it, hearing murmurs in puppies is not um and and kittens as well is not necessarily all that uncommon. High heart rates, um, low um pack cell volume, so a smaller amount of red blood cells in the um in the circulating blood means that you can get turbulence of the blood flow, which is what uh, it causes a murmur. Um, so you know a so-called innocent murmur that then can be gone as the as the dog um gets older. Um, but it, it yeah it certainly could be because there's a structural defect there yeah. and yeah. You know, 
there's a you know we all remember the um the four lectures that we spent on um on congenital heart disease in dogs and then the one on dentistry and the two on behavior you know from back when we were at uh, at vet school you know that the um you know that while the, like there are some really really horrible heart issues that you can get tetralogy of flow septal defects all sorts of things um I guess the the way that I sort of look at it, and this is something that then I guess comes with experience of having heard plenty of puppy murmurs that then disappear, um, as well as hearing a couple of the murmurs that are really, really bad, is that if you hear one that sounds really, really bad, then that's when, when you, or, or there's other signs, you know, the, the puppy's gums are blue or, you know, yes. it seems really quiet Lost and lethargic. Way. Really skinny. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, anything, well, these are, anything, these are- these are well grown, you know, you know, good size, similar size to litter mates. So, no sort of concern that it was causing an issue currently. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I think the um, I think your advice is sound of just you know you just got to wait it out and see because there's every chance that it's going to be that it's going to be gone and um and yeah the the financial impact of a eight hundred to thousand dollar specialist ultrasound in order to check and say that no, everything looks okay. Yeah. Maybe just wait for three or four weeks and see how it goes. Maybe yeah. you just wait for the three or four weeks and see what, see what happens. But 100% you got to like, if ever we do have um, uh, litters where we, where we check them out and they do have a murmur, I always write it down on the vaccination card as well to say, yeah, this, this puppy has had a murmur because that comes back on us, doesn't it? You yeah. Know, that if we've examined that dog and, and said, no, it's absolutely fine. Or, if the if the breeder sells it and says, you know what, there's there's actually um the, there's no murmur here, but then the the owner gets it checked out and there is, if we haven't checked it and haven't written it down, well then that's absolutely on our bum, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Is that you beeping, mate, or is that me? No, I think it might be me beeping. Our um our uh power board for the computer here in the office sometimes just likes to let us know that it's uh that it's still got power charging through it, particularly when we're recording. So it's, well, it's not annoying at all. And actually, speaking of annoying, I've got a block of flats going up just down the road, and they're pile driving down today. So really? if there's a, if there's a heavy boom 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 in the background of my recording, I'm very sorry, listeners, but that's it, what that's not- what we're dealing with. It's not just your uh, really athletic heartbeat going at, you know, the 28 beats per minute like a racehorse, is it? You know, that's the, the heart murmur I've got. No, no, not murmur. That, that really strong beat from all that, um, you know, all the, the cardio work that you do. Yeah, well, I did have a workout this morning back with the exercise physiologist. Nick, it was great to catch up. Really good. He gave me An good exercise workout. physiologist. Yeah, it's very good, mate. Is, is, is that what they is that what they call themselves at uh, yeah personal trainers now? Or? He's a, he's a, he's done a degree in exercise physiology. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. You sound you sound like you're being a little bit sarcastic and skeptical there, Robbie. Oh no no I'm just I'm I'm just a um you know when you come across a a, a vocation a profession Lewis that you didn't realise existed yes and you know you just need to you just need to test the water a little bit you know like that's um so so it it completely this is this has got a, a huge uh, amount to do with two vets talking pets but um what do you um what what sort of uh, uh you know services do you get from your exercise physiologist that you wouldn't get from a normal uh, a, a normal ex- exercise uh, instructor. Great question. And let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want to bore the listeners with that. No, no, we'll talk another time about it. But uh, nice. maybe, we'll, maybe we'll move on to Silkeen. 
Absolutely. You know what? Zilkeen is fantastic. I was telling someone about it um, just today, Lewis. Uh, uh, mild anxiety-relieving medication um, comes as a powder form, uh, super-duper safe. Um, the owner I was talking to about it today, um, they've recently had twins, well, recently, 18 months ago, um, but the dog started to get a little bit stressed out, a little Daxon. Um, and so... Uh, examined it, found a couple of things. So look, let's try treating those things. And if we're still having problems, let's try Zilking. So don't think, think things are that bad that we need to be going heavy, too heavy handed with other medications just yet. But Zilkeen might be right in the wheelhouse of trying to help out this mild anxiety that this dog's developed. And did you give him a book, mate, early on there? The, the, there's a really good book about pregnant people, particularly if they had twins. Dad, what's it? T- tell your dog you're pregnant. An essential guide yeah. for dog owners who are expecting a baby. Sales always go unless, when I mention that. It's good. It's good. Tip. Unless it comes with a DeLorean section where you can hop in the uh, yeah hop in the DeLorean and head back at fourteen months. It's probably the uh, the the the, bun, the buns have emerged from the oven. So I, d- I didn't mention it, um, but it is on my list of things to mention the next time if things are getting worse. Well, they might have. They might. It is a. It's a great read. They might, that, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. But they might not have needed the Zilkeen had they had they had it uh, the the uh, the advice two years ago, but potentially. But speaking of you know putting the you know, the buns in the oven, I guess, is it like, you know, when, when Christina brings out the, the banana bread and it's just not quite done and she just pops it back in the oven for a little bit longer. Is that right, mate? Uh, I think there's a joke in there somewhere about trying to stick the skewer into the bun and if there's still, you know, into, into the banana bread and if it's still comes out a little bit now. So we're going to leave that. Yeah, you know, we're going to leave that. We're going to leave that on the exercise physiology shelf just because, you know, this is a PG show. And we'll move on to Delicate, the uh, amazing Delicate food. Sponsors of the podcast, we love you guys. Delicate care, putting the skewer in the in the banana bread. It's a delicate work, mate. But we love delicate care. Australian made, Australian yes. owned, uh, and it's full of Australian ingredients. I think I think ninety nine percent of the delicate product is is uh, Australian ingredients. I think they get yes. a they get a little bit of a taste. A Palantine, it's called from from France. So, so amazing food. Uh, we love it. It um, if you need your dog or cat to put on a little bit of weight, like Olive did on it or does on has on it, about to cut it has back. Done. Yeah, great food, skin and stomach for the cats, um, but but also for um for, for those dogs that got a bit of mobility problems, they can go on the mobility support. And if your dog is putting on weight, you can always switch them over to the weight management version. So, thank you very much, Delicate Care, for your support. Absolutely. So many options with Delicate Care, Lewis. And there's a, our Patreon subscribers as well. Um, you know, go to patreon.com, search for Two Vets Talk Pets, um, and uh, and you'll come up with our Patreon page. Um, uh, the Patreon, you know, it's, it's tough financial times for everyone, and we really appreciate anyone that uh, can – stick their uh you know, stick a little bit of money over to us to um to help to keep the lights on and keep things going um you know it's uh you know we we enjoy doing the podcast and uh and the patreon supporters help to uh help to keep the lights on and help to keep everything going so thank you very much guys hope you're all enjoying uh your stickers uh that um that that, that lewis what? you know has I... trouble parting with what what you talking about what stickers what no stickers. way decal decal gal she sent them an out. decals they're going out there they're they're all over america i think pretty much oh terrific i hope she's great got... to hear i mean talk about great penetration of brand yes well well i hope suzanne's okay because i do think they've had a second wave in south carolina i think she's south carolina thought i heard oh, on really? the news oh. anyway speaking of the news mate have you got yes. anything you want to touch on this week 
I do, yes. So there's um, some hot breaking news, Lewis, um, that, um, that's only just come out. Uh, when was it? This was printed um, uh, at news.com.au on June the 12th. So, uh, so uh, nary a week ago. Um, Brisbane Vet wins defamation battle against dog owners online reviews. So, wow. uh, it, yeah. So the subheading is a woman has been ordered to pay tens of thousands of dollars to a vet she defamed in a series of scathing social media posts. Ooh. So this is an article by uh, Sarah McPhee on the news.com.au website. So that um, is yeah, fantastic. Well, yeah, yeah we've, we've spoken a bit about um, obviously the mental health in vets and about the, the insight um, program that were, that aired a couple of weeks ago. Um, and this is a, yeah, it was a, a, I guess a timely article to come out from um, some, from a vet who, you know, as, as we read through has certainly gone, uh, gone to some pretty strong lengths to try and clear their name. And, yeah, right. um, and it's ended up costing the owner quite a bit of money. So yeah. um, we read from the article, um, a Brisbane dog owner has been ordered to pay almost $30,000 in damages for defaming a vet on social media by claiming he was grumpy, took advantage of a distressed pet owner and overcharged her for drugs given to her pet. Ellen O'Grady sued Carrie Barlow uh, for seven separate comments she made on Twitter, Facebook, and a review site, True Local, over 10 days to October 24th, 2014. So this has been going on for five and a half years. Wow. Mr. O'Grady, a veterinary surgeon, owned and operated Albion Vet Surgery and Eaton Hills Vet Surgery at the time. According to court documents, Miss Curtis is the administrator of a Facebook group known as Freedom for Fair Online Reviews Australia. Okay. Um, so the vet visit, the judgment states that Miss Curtis took her beagle Valentine to the vet for treatment on October the 4th, 2014, after it was attacked by two other dogs. The treatment was provided by an employee of the company and involved sedation, pain relief, cleaning and suturing wounds and dispensing of post-operative antibiotics. She was charged and paid $427 for the appointment while also receiving a summary of freeze break fees, breaking down the various costs of the vet visit. That's but very days- economical, mate, $427. Oh for that that's that is that is as i was reading it to to um, my practice manager that's exactly the same thing as what we thought we thought oh my goodness that is um that's uh you know yeah very economical quite quite reasonable i think certainly yep not exorbitant at all yes but four days later, Miss Curtis emailed Albion Vet asking for further clarification, stating the irresponsible owners of the vicious dogs were refusing to reimburse her bill and the markup on one antibiotic seemed a bit high. Oh. The vet practice manager called Miss Curtis on October 13th, a discussion lasting 16 minutes. Miss Curtis admitted that she had told the woman that she no longer intended to have her pets treated at the Albion vet and required the records relating to her pet to be made available for collection, the court documents state. At the conclusion of the conversation, an appointment was made for 8am Wednesday, the 15th of October for Valentine to see the vet nurse for the removal of the sutures. Miss Curtis received a letter from Mr. O'Grady on the day of the visit stating, unfortunately, the vet was unable to provide services for a dog in the future including in-house after hours emergency service and discounted saturday hydro baths oh that mm. is, was it the hydro baths that hurt was that the oh, i think it must have been yeah. there's a picture of the beagle here it does look particularly clean so she may have done a lot of cleaning well it's probably the, uh, quite dirty uh, now it's been five years without a hydro bath Particularly on Saturdays, we know that Fridays and Saturdays are the busiest times for beagles to get dirty. <laughs> and uh, and when you're talking a discounted hydro bath, yeah, are we talking 
normally a twelve dollar hydro bath's gone down to ten bucks. I mean, what, what sort of discount are we talking? That's that's a big big impost. Yeah, well, you might even get change out of out of a tenner, um, Lewis. It might be that Ooh. might be that you get a uh, yeah maybe a dollar fifty or something back on that. Doesn't actually go into that, but I'm sure we could find out if we um, search the Albion Vets website to well, see well, what their discounted Saturday uh, uh, um, graces uh, hydro bathing is like. Yeah. Well, we put that on the shelf with the exercise physiologist. Then we'll come back to that later. And the and the and the undercooked banana bread. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so Miss Curtis then took to Twitter, True Local, the Albion Vets Facebook page and her own fa- Facebook page telling Brisbane dog owners, beware of the Albion Vet and uh. stating that she had been grossly overcharged uh. and taken advantage of. Using an account with the handle at Valentine Beagle, she tweeted, shame on you, hashtag Albion Vet. I was offended by the refusal of emergency treatment if my dog ever needed it. She wrote on True Local while also admitting that she had uh, told them she'd be taking her business elsewhere. I'd always been a good customer and paid my bills at the time of treatment. This parting letter seemed pretty petty and unnecessary. In another review on the business directory website, she described Mr. O'Grady as grumpy and someone who should not be dealing with people or animals. Her justification for describing Mr. O'Grady as a grumpy person who should not be dealing with people or animals essentially came down to him not saying hello to her. District Court Judge uh, District Court Judge Suzanne Sheridan said in her judgment on Thursday. Was that during um, the during the hydrobath? He didn't come out and say hello while she's having didn't the say discount. Hello. Yeah, Saturday hydrobath. That's tough. Quite yeah. possibly. Yeah. Um, in the end, there was a conflict between the evidence of Miss Curtis and others. I prefer the evidence of the others, and I'm not inclined to accept any of the evidence of Miss Curtis at face value. Oh, which is pretty. Yeah, yeah, that's a big slap from the um from the judge. I wonder um, if I wonder if uh, Miss Curtis gave a review to the judge after the case. Maybe just may, uh, may have done. <laughs> may have done. Left her a one star review on just, the uh, the county court Facebook page. <laughs> one star, no comment. No oh, comment. Yes, wasn't happy. Yeah. Well, not a happy camper, no. Um, Judge Sheridan on Thursday um, ordered Miss Curtis to pay Mr. O'Grady and his businesses a total of $25,000 in damages, including aggravated damages, plus $4,242.29 in interest. She also said that Miss Curtis had persisted in pursuing the failed defense of justification and maintained a trial that the company and Mr. O'Grady had overcharged and had engaged in unfair business practices. Wow. The judge described Miss Curtis's apology as at best being an apology for harm caused, not for making the statements. She said she was satisfied the proven imputations alleged are defamatory in that they would have a tendency to lower the reputations of the company and Mr. O'Grady in the eyes of the ordinary reasonable reader. And Miss Curtis is permanently restrained from future publication of comments or words to like effect that she made in her seven defamatory posts. Wow. So, so there you go. Um, you know, thirty thousand dollars, Lewis. Yeah, for seven um, posts. That's that's four four dollars. Uh, four four grand. About four grand a Twitter a Twitter post. Incredible. You know. Um. So you know. It, I mean, we always talk about um. You know that it's it's not an easy job that we do, and that you know the we are always dealing with um situations where you know people are uh, are under are under stress and under duress, and we do our best to communicate, don't we, to try yeah. and say this is what's happening, this is what yeah you know, we always get signed consent forms with um with estimates of fees beforehand, so that if clients have any problems or issues, they can talk about it at the time. Um, you know, gee whiz, you know, it's it, a, it seems like I don't know. Reading between the lines, mate, it seems like that the um the owner was a bit upset first that 
she thought the the other dog owner was going to pay the fees, and then mm. when that didn't happen, perhaps she there was a little bit of uh, she got a little bit upset with the clinic because for a clinic to write a note saying please don't come back, we'll send your history on somewhere else. You know, don't don't come back for your discounted Saturday morning hydro baths. I think that's yeah. that's yeah, that's we don't do that very often, do we? There's usually not at all a reason why we would ask the client not to return um, to the clinic. And generally it's because they've been uh, abhorrently rude to us mm. or, um, or lost trust with us, I suppose is a good way to put it. Yeah. Well, that, and, and that's, a, that's, I think the the best way to try and put it there, Lewis, is that, you know, in the, in the few times where I've had to have the conversation with owners about it, it's like, you know, this is going to be a relationship that's based on trust in that you need to be able to trust me or the people at my clinic to the, the, the information that we're giving you is right. And if you can't trust us, then there's, there's no point you, you being here and, and taking our advice, but you're best off going and seeing someone else, finding someone that you do feel like you can trust. So then that way you can get the care that you and your pet is after, Um, you know, it's I, I I always try and treat every single person that comes through the door the same way that I would want to be treated when I'm taking the kids in to go and see the doctors, um, or the way that I want my mum treated if she takes her dog to the vet, um, and if that's something that's not good enough for someone else, I I can't change that, you know, and I'd rather them go and see someone else than you know get to the point where they've got to put on seven posts and then you know have five and a half years of legal proceedings to try and get to the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's disappointing, isn't it? So, but amazing that um that the vet followed up with that and actually took mm-hmm. it to court. I mean, that's that's impressive. I, I, that's the first I've heard of something like that happening. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the reason why the, um, uh, like, uh, I had a couple of people forward the article on to me this week, um, because it is, it's, it's just so bizarre and strange. I mm. mean, I guess unless, um, unless they did see a, um, a downturn in business associated with it, you know, like that's, that, that could be, you know, I guess a legitimate concern then, you know, um, but I guess it's not, uh, oh, you know, they, they, they had mentioned there about aggravated damages. So, you know, so it might not be that it was just completely, um, you know, just for, for defamation, well, I guess defamation leading to, I'm not a legalese, Lewis, that's a thing, you know, my, my expertise is in squeezing out anal glands and, you know, given vaccinations, I'm not a, I'm not a legal eagle. But good on them, I think. I mean, I don't, you know, obviously we've all had uh, bad reviews at certain times um, with certain people and um, I never at any stage thought that potentially, I suppose they had seven seven different views, but never thought potentially of of seeking, uh, um, seeking sort of some sort of compensation or damages or anything like that. I just, just sort of, you get the review and you move on, you go, well, yep, you know, not everyone's going to love me. I've done my best. I didn't do anything, uh, you know, I don't feel I've done anything wrong. It's just a, a clash of personalities, a loss of trust. Move on. Yeah. And um, we, we had someone uh, during the week that um, uh, wanted us to change their history. So um, oh. so they, they'd gone to see a um, – we, we'd seen the dog, um, had a sore leg. Um, we diagnosed what was wrong with the leg. Um, the owners weren't happy with that. So they went to two other vet clinics oh. to, um, to find out what was, uh, what was going on with the leg. Um, one of which sent them to a, a local uh, specialist clinic and um, 
not for nothing, but the specialist found the same thing as what I did. So, so that's, so that's fine. Oh, well, you know, good, um, uh, good. They're on the same level of ed- ed- education as you obviously made and diagnostics. It's good. It's good to keep the specialist on their toes with a second opinion from you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It wasn't, it wasn't a, wasn't a difficult one. <laughs> and this was a, um, a, 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 a well, blind you, Freddy diagnosis, but that's fine. Um, was it the, a torn, uh, the a torn dew claw? Was it? When we'd seen this dog, oh, torn no, dew claw. no, it was a, yeah, yeah, a little, little bit up from the dew claw. That's all right. You know, from, the, we'll, from the general dew clawular area. Leave um, specifics out of it. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, why not? Um, yep. So um, so the uh, the owner um, then rang up um, uh, very abusively to one of the nurses saying, um, how dare you say that, the, um, that my dog might have had a fall and that's what caused the injury? Uh, uh, excuse me? Um, oh, when, um, when we'd seen the dog, six months ago for when the, um, the dog first presented lame, um, uh, the, the vet who had, uh, who was on, uh, attended the dog had written down, um, owner thought may have had an injury, uh, may have had a fall, but not sure. So the owners rung up absolutely, um, absolutely irate. How dare you say that my dog had a fall? I didn't oh. say that. Oh. I want you to change the history. And we said, oh. look, we can't. It's a it's a legal document. Yeah, you know, yep. we can we can put an amendum on another history to say that the owner would like the previous history uh, altered in order to say that they don't think that it happened there. Yes, but that's a weird thing for a vet to pull out of the sky to say that. Oh, um, you know, this dog suddenly, you know, I'm, you know what? I'm going to write down that this dog had a fall, whether the yeah. owner said it or not. I'm going to write it down. No. So, um. But that particular owner um, then was um, uh, getting uh, saying, "I'm going to ring up the local newspaper and I'm going to I'm going to get to expose you to the local newspaper." Wow! Um, and and I <laughs> I was hoping that the nurse was going to say, "Oh, good, can you ask them why Robbie didn't win the uh, Melbourne's, you know, most most popular vet while you while you get into contact with them?" But she'd hung up on him at that stage, Lewis. Oh, so that no. was a shame. That was we thought we might have been able to get it like a double expose, two for the price of one. Oh, yeah, get a wedge in there, mate. Oh, and and why are you not not writing any more articles? Why haven't they? Why they haven't uh, haven't? Why um... they're not returning my calls? <laughs> <laughs> While oh. you're there, find out why they don't want my articles anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate. But no, we didn't hear anything back from them from that point, Lewis. So you know. Okay. Okay. So, Oh, that, yeah. yeah, it's a tough guy. I mean, we do get asked to um, change histories more for often for insurance purposes, you know, you often get a, an owner or go, but can't you just say that that wasn't a skin problem? Like, mm, no, that's called insurance fraud. We can't do yeah, that. Yeah, they've got, a, they've got a special name for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, a, and a special place for people that do that. Um, and that's right. You know, and they do not allow banana bread baking in the big house. That's for sure. Well, yeah, no, there might, there might be, there might be some test. No, no, we're leaving that on the shelf. <laughs> Leave it on the shelf, Lewis. Don't, don't mention the skewer. Don't mention the skewer. Testing how cooked it is. And, no. the big, and the big house. In the context of the big house. No, 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 no. And, and, and none of the who's a pretty boy then uh, uh, club either. <laughs> leave it. Just leave it, Lewis, and move on. Move leave on. it on the shelf. <laughs> uh, well, this is an article I saw in the yes. Sydney Morning Herald. Um, and I'd be interested to know your thoughts on this, mate. Um, heading is, I gave it a pat and he chomped my hand. Students bitten by fox at University of New South Wales. <laughs> wow. Is it a long that, article, Lewis? Let's read on. Let's read on. 
two yeah. people have presented to hospital. Two, two. Two. That's two. Two have presented to hospital with fox bites amid a number of sightings of foxes at University of New South Wales Kensington campus. It takes two to tango, Lewis, but it's, does it take two to foxtrot? Well, I, I like it. I like what, like what you're saying. Man, thanks. Special for you. Liz Willer. So this is from the Sydney Morning Herald. Do I say that? Liz Willer, yep. a 20-year-old computer engineering student, so a bright, bright young lady, yeah. was walking home through campus after 10 p.m. on Saturday when she spotted a fox. A normal person like you and me go, there's a fox, and we'd walk on, wouldn't we? But no. Move, keep moving. No, no. No, not not Liv, Liz. What was her name? Liz. I thought, oh, that's really cool. And then started walking towards me with intent, she said. Oh, I was walking with intent? Intent, yes. So I had yeah. a bit of a strut about it, did it? It was like a strut, yeah, strut a over swagger. Maybe, maybe he was holding a little cane or something. It was really tapping away, coming over. Yes. A fantastic, maybe a little waistcoat, fantastic Mr. Fox style. You're right. Maybe it was. Yeah. Or may, maybe a little, um, oh, I know, I know exactly what's going on here. I'm, I'm going to put a pin in this. You keep going on with your story and I'm going to wheel back around. Right. Well, yeah. even then, a fox walking over the intent, I'm still going, there's a fox walking with intent. Let's go yes. the other way. But no, Ms. Willer assumed the fox was someone's pet <laughs> as she thought Wild foxes don't come up to you and stand in front of you. Mm. No, they don't. No, with or without intent, they don't. You do that. <laughs> That's right. Even with a cane and the little waistcoat, they don't. <laughs> I thought I could maybe help it. <laughs> so it's a pet. It's come up to you with intent. She's going to help it. So I gave it a Did pat. She scan it for a micro- Did she scan it for a microchip, Lewis, while she was there? Good idea. Yeah. Take it to your local vet. So I gave it a pat and he chomped my hand, she said. <laughs> right. <laughs> As you'd expect, as you'd expect. But hang on, hang on. The fox then wandered away casually. Oh, with the same swagger. He walked away with intent. (laughs) I reckon he was swinging the cane, like twirling around casually then. And he's moved on. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. Ms. Willer said as she took herself to Prince of Wales Hospital Emergency Department. Now, it gets better. There, she met a 21-year-old man. Oh, <gasps> hello. Who has, this has got reality TV show written all over it. Who had also been bitten by a fox. <laughs> With a swagger and a cane? And that fox didn't have any intent, though. Oh, okay, right, right. So it's so different, you know. Is, is that like like with the um the AFL tribunal? Like if you're a swagger with intent, you get two weeks, but if oh, it's no intent, yes. you get one week. Yeah, if you've got the Wayne Carey swagger, you get more time. Yeah. <laughs> he said. The good bloke clause. Now he said he sat down on the ground with it because he thought it was a cat. <laughs> Jesus. Right, they've got some students at Uni in New South Wales, haven't they? At, on a oh, Saturday wow. night. Oh, hang Standards on are dropped. 10 o'clock yeah, Saturday any night. Cyclobian, yeah, any, any hallucinogenics or anything <laughs> like that? Did they drug test these kids, Lewis? Yeah. Or, I'm oh, just wondering. And in other news, they're now married. Oh, there we go. Joined in their own stupidity. <laughs> And uh, and was the fox there walking them down the aisle with the swagger? What you a know? great idea. They've had a little no. litter. A litter. Oh, excellent. excellent. Spokes- and they called their they called their kids uh, Remus and um uh, Re- Romulus. Romulus and Remus. Romulus. Romulus, Romulus and Remus. <laughs> was that a fox? It was a fox who fed the kids. It was a, a wolf. wolf. Ah, right. Wolf. There you go. Yeah. 
A spokesperson for the hospital confirmed they treated two people who said they'd bit bit by a fox on the university's campus on Saturday night. A University of New South Wales spokesperson said the university was aware of several separate incidents of students being bitten by a fox while attempting to pat or feed it. (laughs) The fox has, or perhaps foxes have, been nicknamed Frank or Frankie by students who are sharing their encounters in a private University of New South Wales Facebook discussion group. Ms. Willer said she had been chastised online for not expecting to be bitten by the fox. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. And on a I podcast too. Yep. I think if, um, you know, if, if the worst she's gotten is chastised and not tetanus, then that's probably, you know. <laughs> well, wait for it. Probably not bad. Oh, you've, hang on. You've, yeah, hang on. But the fox didn't act like a wild animal. It wasn't trying to savage me. Well, until it bit you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. right up until the point where it sunk its teeth into you. you (laughs) She said, adding that the tetanus shot she received hurt more than the bite itself. (laughs) That's the stupidity right there. There you go. Two of the other bites were filmed and a video of student Kevin Wang being bitten on Saturday was posted to Reddit on Sunday night. The video shows Mr. Wang reaching his hand out to the fox to sniff it before the fox bites it and oh appears to drag his arm. Jeez. <laughs> oh, fox oh. has got my baby. <laughs> so we got, we got Ms. Willer. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Um, I'm just going to leave a little. So does that mean that, you know, strictly speaking, reading that article that um, a fox grabbed, grabbed a hold of someone's wang? Is that what we're saying? of Mr. Wang. Mrs. Wang, yes. <laughs> Potentially. We've got well then we've got That's Mr. Why I left F- the gap there, just in case you've got to cut that. There, there, yeah, you're good, mate. We'll leave that in. Mr. Foo. And this is someone else. I don't know who Mr. Foo is. Hang on. We've got another name. Oh, hang that's on. Coming. I don't on. know where is this that has come from. Fox? Frank Frank Foo? Is that the name of the fox? No. No, Frank or Frankie. I don't know where we've got Mr. Wang, Ms. Willa. Uh, and then we got Mr. Mr. Fu brought into evidence. I don't know where Mr. Fu's come from. Anyway, Mr. Fu and his colleague Claire McGanny said they've been calls for Frankie to become a new University of New South Wales mascot. Yeah, not a good idea, guys. Yes, no, no it's no. it's a wild animal and doesn't belong on a university campus. But I definitely want Frankie to be able to find a new home and not to be exterminated. Oh, okay. So where's that new home going to be, Mr. Fu? Where? Where are you going to put the wild fox that's an urban fox that's making its its life? It's probably got a family somewhere on the campus that's scavenging on food in the campus. Where exactly are you going to put this fox? Maybe just don't pat it and leave it alone yeah, so yeah. it can live its life. Let it do what it's going to do and stop trying to feed it university students' hands. So exactly. If I'm out surfing and I'm in, I'm in a shark's domain... The sharks out yeah. there. If I see shark and it's it's cruising around, I'm thinking, oh, it's not. It's looking pretty tame. I'm not. I'm not going over there to pat it. I'm just going. No, no. I'll get out of there. What if it swaggers up to you with a cane and a waistcoat, mate? Are you going to dip your hand in the water then and just give it a little tickle? Depends if it was, when it bites you. Depend if it was with intent or if it was casual. Casual. <laughs> <laughs> so how about that? Fair income. Wow. Urban wow. foxes don't pat them. They don't want to be patted. Don't pat them. Don't pat, don't pat them. It does remind now, me of I'm, another story. Yeah. When uh, I had a vet nurse who was from Ireland and she was with her Irish boyfriend walking along the South Bank one day and, <laughs> and came across 
uh, what they thought was a possum, <laughs> possum on the right. side of the era. Yeah. And they thought they'd go and pat the possum on the side of the era. And she got a photo of it. And I said, yeah, that's a native water rat you've got right there that you're patting. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. So don't nice. pat, don't pat the natives or even the don't pat. No, no, no. The let, let, let them go. Um, there's um, I heard a theory. Do you remember um the old cartoon Robin Hood from back um many many years ago with the fox with the the little um, yeah, the little green hat and yeah, his waistcoat yeah, and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, there is a um a, a large percentage of um. Uh, girls that gr- grew up at that time that have a, partici- a, pati- a particular uh, penchant for foxes that they penchant. believe is, yep. um, yeah, that they believe has got something to do with that particular cartoon. So, um, so maybe that oh. you know is something that's happened not not only just with um, uh, the, uh, the 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 lady, but also maybe with Mister Wang. Maybe Mister Wang had a had a thing for uh, Disney Robin Hood cartoons as well. You might be right, mate. Possibly, but it's very, very weird that you go and uh, pat a uh, pat a fox uh, on campus and go. That's a that's a that's a good idea. I don't know. Well, look, there's plenty of other things to pat at university campuses. You know, <laughs> you know just just go just go and pat one of the other students. I mean, I guess it's COVID, Lewis, so no one's probably making any contact with each other. So, oh, a bit of Hendrix. Hey. There we go. That's the only foxy you want on campus. Pretty sure about that. Foxy. I'm doing, I'm doing a little foxy years from Wayne's World as well. <laughs> unless, yeah. unless things have changed since when I was at uni, that is the only foxes that I'm looking at, uh, looking at at uni anyway. <laughs> well, you know what? That sounds like a great place for a disclaimer. I All like advice on this show is generally in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we missed anything, if you need any clarification, and don't pat foxes. Great tip, mate. We might we might, uh, we might, might take a short break and, and come back in a minute. I'm going to talk a little bit about taking you uh, going back to work um, and back to school and what to do with your pets now that we're perhaps moving away from COVID isolation. Hey, Robbie, I'd love to give a shout out to our friends at PetSure for their awesome free webinar series. Yeah, man, I heard about those. Aren't they called Pause and Learn, as in (laughs) P-A-W-S. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, mate, there's nothing like a good acronym. It got <laughs> your attention. It certainly did, mate. But seriously, the Petra webinars cover some amazing topics, though. They sure do. There's one on COVID-19 and pets, very topical, and essential viewing for all concerned pet parents in this COVID-19 world. Indeed, mate, and for vets as well. Oh, you're absolutely right. There's also another one called Setting Up Your New Pet for Success. And here's one that's really important, Helping Pets Avoid Separation Anxiety. That'd be right in your wheelhouse, wouldn't it? Oh, mate, love that. Anything on behaviour, that's absolute gold. Oh, mate, it's all gold, gold, gold for pet sure, yeah. And you know they're presented by Pet Shores Chief Vet Dr. Danny Hulhan, friend of the podcast, and also, they have a range of other pet experts for each topic, so you know you're getting the good stuff. Oh, mate, that sounds great. So to learn more about these webinars or to register, visit petsure.com.au slash webinars. Registration is free, but spots are limited, and since we've just registered, two less, 
So make sure you secure your spot today. Oh, T's and C's apply. Visit petshaw.com.au for more information. Alrighty, guys, welcome back. Now, I um I want to talk a little bit. We had a few people this week where um where their owners are starting to go back to work and the kids are starting to go back. A to few school people now. whose owners are going back to work. People, people whose owners. People, people. Yes, yes. that's people's what I said. Owners. That's not yes. what I meant. Yes, people. patients, animals. Yes, thank Animal, you. And animals owners are going and patting foxes and having to go to emergency centres. That's why so they're being leaving the animals at home. That's why it's two vets talk pets, because if it was one pet talk vets, I wouldn't have known that I was making a massive error in what I was saying. Perfect. So, Sorry, mate. No, 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 no. That's good. This is all no. So the if you're, you know, you're going back to work soon in Australia, we're slowly easing restrictions now, aren't we? Where we're slowly getting out and about. People are returning to work a little bit. Um, For and sure. We actually, had a little bit. Of, we had a journal club uh, last week, and we talked a little bit about separation anxiety in cats, which right. is not yeah. something that's very common. We don't see it very commonly, um, but we um, but we do do see um, see it quite a bit in dogs. Um, so yes. uh, you know, there's sort of a bit of a concern that maybe we were sort of talking about it during journal club that as we return to work, humans return to work. Are our pets going to be more prone to getting separation anxiety? We're yes. not sure. We don't know about that. It's never happened before. This is all sort of unprecedented. So I do worry. New normal. Exactly. New I do, normal. I do worry for the cats and dogs, um, you know, and how they're going to cope with us when we're living. What can we do about it? So I guess the best advice I give is actually um, to uh, start leaving for short periods. Um, yes. so going out, you know, maybe grabbing a coffee, coming back, putting the bins out and just sort of gauging how's your, how's your pet coping, maybe leave them with a food filled toy or as a distraction or a Kong filled with peanut butter or, or something like that. Or actually there's a really good website that I want to want to leave a, a, a note about for environmentally enriching your pet's life. You can go to petsneedalife2.com. So pets need a life too, or Google, put that in the Google machine. And that's got a great website of all different enrichment toys um, that you can use for your pets. And, and often the ones that are food associated the best as well. Have they gone um, number, the number two or T-double-O on that? Have they tried to go funky with the website? T-double-O, pets need a life yep, too. Perfect. T-double-O. Good. So, um, so uh, I guess as well um, as that, maybe start decreasing the amount of walks that you're giving. You know, if you normally yep. walk your dog when you go back to work, you know, maybe once a day or only twice a day, then then perhaps that's something you need to consider in, in going back to, to a normal routine. Set up a video if you can, or, you know, get a camera or, or some sort of something that gives you a bit of an idea of how, um, you know, how your pet's coping as you leave those short departures. Are they coping? Perhaps practice some, a little bit of some sit and stay routine where you put the dog on a, on a mat or in their bed and you tell them to stay and then you walk away a little bit and come back quickly and reward them for staying with a food reward. And then over time, gradually increase the distance um, that, that you're sort of moving away before you're coming back with the treat and, 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 you know, try just trying to get them to separate a little bit from you in a, in a positive way. I'm not saying put them in another room, shut the door and walk away, 
um, because mm. they may be distressed with that and we don't want any distress. We want to just see if we can just separate them fr- from them a little bit. Um, if they're calm and, and, and resting away from you, you know, walk past them, drop them a food reward, tell them they're, they're a good dog. They've done, done something really good. They're relaxing away from you. Um, that, that's fantastic. Zilkeen, fantastic idea. Get them started a few days before um, you're going to go back to work or leave the home. Um, it's really good for those. Just those mild separation anxieties might just help just enough. Also, there's Adaptal, which is a pheromone which you can buy, which plugs into the wall um, and, and helps calm some dogs in some, some anxiety situations. So you can get those over the counter or go to your vet and ask about those. But then also uh, in similar vein, if you are worried and you think your pet is having some problems, maybe you've got a little bit of video you can show us, go down to your vet and have a chat. You know, we can certainly help, you know, uh, we've, we, uh, you know, we, We've got a little bit of behaviour training, some more than others, but um, but we can certainly help with uh, some tips and tricks, and and even potentially some dogs might need a short course of some medication to assist them with this transfer and change. And I guess the big thing with that as well, Lewis, is is anticipate the problem. You know, if you look for the early signs, anticipate the problem, deal with them, uh, put things in place before it becomes a big problem. And that's, um, you know, really what a lot of the behavior stuff that you probably see is, isn't it? You know, that it's the you know, missing the early signs and then suddenly you get some, you know, suddenly it's a really, really yeah. big issue. And it um, takes a lot longer to try and sort out. Well, like those families with the twins, mate, you know, two years ago, if they had have read, a certain book, tell your dog you're pregnant, such <laughs> a guy for dog owners expecting a baby. It's got a CD in it, a baby sounds and toy noises. If they had read that two years ago, mate, they wouldn't need to have seen you. So yeah, I'm totally with you there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that's a bit brutal on the show. I, mean, I actually didn't see, I didn't see them the, um, last time when they came in. It was, oh, a, okay. it was, it was a, a vet who's left who, um, you know, but, but we won't go into that. Did they, um, did they leave because they weren't? Did, did they leave because they weren't recommending my book? I mean, that's that's a common reason for getting rid of them. I'm pretty sure. Well, what? Sorry, what was that? What was the? Oh, did the vet leave because? Did you get rid of the vet because they weren't recommending my book enough? Oh, it was that, and it was that, and the, um, she wanted to go and pat foxes. So, um, <laughs> very nice. Very so, so I said, go, go, go off and pat a fox. Well done, mate. I put you in a spot there. <laughs> nice work. And the computer, the computer died just as you were saying it, and so I wasn't sure what you were saying. I thought, I, I don't want to just go out on a limb and say yes, absolutely, because that could bite me on the boat, and it, it'd be more seamless to do that. But you know what? I've probably just better confirm what the. Bloody hell, he's just said to see whether or not I can back out of this or not. Don't 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 reply to that because that fox is just going to bite you, I reckon. So well done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No matter the swagger and the intent. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Um, all righty. Yeah. I reckon it's about time to wrap up. How you going? Oh, yeah, all good. So if um if, if you have any intent or swagger and you'd like to support us, um check us out at patreon.com. Uh search for two vets talk pets. You can uh swagger an email to us at two vets talk pets at gmail.com. Um keep hitting us up with your questions for the uh for the professor um of uh, of nutrition. He's uh, he's gonna be on the show in a couple of weeks. Oh, here we go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, otherwise, uh, be good to each other. Wash your hands. Don't pat foxes, you know, no matter how foxy they are. They, they, no, matter, no matter whether they have intent, no matter whether they've got a waistcoat or a little green beret, the foxes are not there to be patted. That's right. Good salient words from you there, mate. Great way to wrap up. All righty, guys. Thanks, 
We'll scratch you later. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.